Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Welcome to the Movers Mindset Podcast, where I talk with movement enthusiasts to find out who they are, what they do, and why they do it. My guest today is Rodrigo Stavali. Welcome, Rodrigo. Thank you for doing this in English. I do not speak a single word of Portuguese. Uh, how are you this morning? I'm, I'm fine. Thank you for inviting. I'm really glad to hear, Craig. Um, I'm... I've had a chance. I think we have bumped into each other at more than one event. Uh, I know at least one, but I feel like I've had a couple of really cool conversations. So I'm I'm even more excited than I normally am. And I'm often quite excited. Um, let's start with something easy um, until people can click on your, um, I don't, not on your Portuguese, but on your accent. Because I think there's so much that we are going to talk about and I want people to be able to keep up with us <laughs> when we get going. So you recently yeah, so. started a podcast and you're five episodes in. So first of all, congratulations. Podcasting is hard and lonely work. Congratulations. What made you push the button to start? So the first of all is, is some projects I always want to start. So Everyone has your project to start, but something is like, oh no, I'm not starting now. I'm going to start in the mm. next week or next month or next year, just just leaving for front. And I get injury recently in January, so I stay like in home with my foot. By out, oh, cannot you ruptured your ACL, right? Yes, really. I, so ouch. I ruptured my left once. So I need to do a surgery for full reconstruction. And we're staying home like two weeks, just a lot of time to do it. Uh, my wife working, my daughter going to the school, and I have a lot of time. Uh. So let's start a podcast. <laughs> let's take this project and make it happen. Mm. So I press the button that day and talk about, I have no script, I have nothing. I just take the microphone and stop to speak. I speak about my, uh, a little bit about my experience with the surgery, in the recover. And how the people can see the injury in sports, so the mindset bet between this or behind that. Uh, the most important thing is to show the people with I'm okay, I'm gonna recover, I'm gonna come back my jumps, mm -hmm. I come back to movement, because in that time I take some medicines for pain, for post surgery, but this is temporary. We need to stop take medicines mm -hmm. and stop to how movement is, because the movement how is the is recovery the going? Everything. Really good. It's like in, I make four weeks of physiotherapy after the medic say, okay, you can go to the physiotherapist. So I make like five or six days per week. I take uh, two physiotherapists different. The first one for the healthy pair and another mm -hmm. one particular pain. And in four weeks, they say like, oh, I need to giving you away because you are doing things in works. You are jumping. You are have good stability. You are doing a lot of hardest things, so you can go to the gym now. So when I arrive in the medic, in the doctor, and say, uh, the physiotherapy leaving me away, he's looking at me like, what? One month? It's like, doesn't make sense because the bedroom is like two months of physiotherapy in a normal person. I get one month. So she's like, oh, it's too soon, man. You need to go to the gym, make some strength training. And after mm -hmm. you're gonna come back sporting slowly, and I'm a physiotherapist, I'm a PA, so I'm a physiotherapist, so I do my own strength training to make this rehabilitation. 
and go away. In this podcast, I talk about this. Like the first episode is like the open for my mm. experience and how my experience can help the another person because you see a lot of people get hurt all the time, get injured. It's normal. Everyone gonna endure someday, and we need to really see the injury has another way to evolve, and that's the first episode is gonna turn. After the first episode, so we start the two, the three, the four episode. I'm gonna talk more about mindset for how the people can see another different sports has a physical activity, because the people say like, oh, parkour is too impressive for me. I cannot practice. Mm. Yeah, that's so, but, a common theme. Yeah, it's really <laughs> common in Brazil. Brazil yeah. Okay, <laughs> rats. I thought maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I talk about uh, you. You need to do some things. Like it doesn't matter if parkour or physical training or functional training. It doesn't matter what you're going to do, but you need to move because the healthy problem is global. Everyone, every country have problems about this. Yeah. So that we need me, to stimulate them to do it. Before we started, uh, before I pressed record, uh, I asked you what comes to mind when you just think about the word movement. And I, I think you, we, we asked, I asked you that first and you talked about how movement is health and how movement is curing. And then later we got to talking about podcasting. So we're actually recording this like flipped over. So it doesn't strike the listener as, um, to me, it's in some like, ah, look, we're back to the same topic, but the listener's like, what the heck? So I think this leads us right into your ideas about when I asked you about movement and you were talking about how movement is healthy. And I think most people recognize that if you don't move, then things go downhill. My, my dad would say, rust never sleeps. Like it, if you're not moving, it's getting worse. Um, yeah. But the... The opposite, which people who are really into parkour or Arthur de Placement really know that moving is re um, restorative too. Um, so, sorry, I'm, I'm rambling. Um, tell me what you were thinking when, you, um, when you're injured and you're going through therapy and you're recovering. Did you feel vindicated like movement really does heal me like you you knew that before but here you are with an acute injury a serious injury and it actually did exactly what you had always thought it would do which is heal you movement i'm talking about does that make sense my rambling english yeah cool yeah really i think it's more close it's really you you are precising that because uh before my injury, we can do some movements, we can do some jumps, we can do some exercises at all. After your injury, you'll be incapacitated, so you cannot do it. The mind wants to do it, but the physical mm. cannot, or you're going to get more injured, you're going to be worse. <laughs> right. And, uh, and of course, the process of uh, recovery is you need to be patient. I'm an anxious people, so I have a lot of issues. And I really need to hold myself to not just, ah, just more one repetition or just more one series or just one more jump. And this plus more, if you not be controlled, you'll be mm. dangerous for the process mm. because I need to focus in full process. The process is start to jump, come back to jump. If when you start to jump again, you start to moving not equally, 
of your moving before, but right. you are already doing this sport, I think it's an excellent checkpoint. And after these checkpoints, you can create the new checkpoints by four. It's like, okay, I can see like uh, key movements. I don't know, um, let me talk about uh, maybe on tic-tac because tic-tac you have uh, rotations of the hips. Yeah. So it's a little bit more dangerous for the people who has an injury problem. So injuries, no, sorry. Yeah, AC, ACL, yeah, that's, yeah, it's because that's a of common rotation. like. Yes, this is, this is a key point, is a key technical point. So when I start to come back to do tic-tacs, is a point of I'm be strengthly again my hips and my legs and my my ligament my new ligaments it's holding good this is a, a kind of checkpoint you can create and after you come back to jump or after you come back to sports doing another reference with no parkour um by the way if you do like crossfit and want to come back to the crossfit to do the cross training and one of these checkpoints can be like the the box jump after you can do a box jump. Mm -hmm. So we stay a lot of time, do just a step up, just with no impacts, no jumps. Mm -hmm. And when you do the first box jump and landing for another side and starting this or do some challenge with this, it's like, okay, I can jump again. Hmm. Or we can do a deadlift or a clean or a hypo, whatever of movements. It's just, I think it's important to have these checkpoints for you hmm. get involved by yourself because you need to do this uh let me talk this circle of uh, we call a feedback individual feedback of of progression so you get these progressions times so what you talk about movement cure because it's this because the cure is not immediately it's like today you you are headaches you have headaches <laughs> you take a medicine and in 20 minutes you are okay let's go work let's come back to work so i think this is this is an illusion for what is really cure because you're not cured about your headaches you just right. inhibit right. your neural system about the pain but it's not resolved you not resolve the problem you take it you take the consequences of the problem is the headaches maybe you have covid i don't know so we have the headaches and you take the medicine for headaches and no resolve the problem yeah, you've just covered over i, I like the way you said it. you it's an illusion <laughs> the healing yeah, it's is an illusion, an illusion. You just cover and I think uh, the movement is a cure because he's cured not immediately. It's not immediately. You're curing by time. It's a process. You need to respect the project. So my healing process is starting the surgery. When I make the surgery, I think my healing process is starting. I'm not just staying in my house, seated in the chair or down in the bed. Mm. I take my mullet, I take my iron helpings and walking by the... the by home, do some push-ups sometimes, go to the ground, do something. I not stay completely stop. I just be limited. And in the passing of the way, I just be more on um, least limited, just on least more movements I can do it. So now we can step the ground. Now I can like be, try to do a balance with this leg. And you, mm -hmm. you make checkpoints in the beginning, you're going to test yourself and going to do it. For a lot of people, 19% of the people is scary. It's like, oh my God, they, they take a surgery. I'm fucked. Oh my God. And it stopped anything to do it because it's dangerous. So, man, the dangerous is after you do a surgery, you get injury, you completely stop. This is more dangerous. 
This is more dangerous yeah, of something anything. Something else is going to get injured. Hmm. Yes, this is normal. If you're not getting injury doing sports or physical activity, you may be going to injure, I don't know, get down the stairs, you're going to fall in the, in the streets during going to work, or you're going to run in to take a bus and you're going to... Yeah. A lot of things can happen. And of course, we cannot control everything, but I can control my physical activity. The intensity is my responsibility. So I know that the limia of injury or not. When I see a student, when I have my student in my class doing parkour, so I know the limits of she if he, if he's training for a lot of time of me. So I know, mm, I, I think I asking for she make, I don't know, a push up in the ground, you'll be too hard for she. And I know she makes a lot of class before the my ones. So no, let's do in the box. So hmm. try that, no problem. So I think this is important to have, uh, not just doing the sports by self, but having people who can help you. It's like a teacher, as a, I don't know, a friends of not, the people have knowledge to how, like Mitsuokia, it's not administration, how you can manage this risk, manage this, this conditional states of you want to take it. So the cure is, movement is the cure for me because I have a phrase, I don't know how to speak it in English, but I have a phrase for this. Uh, I'm going to speak in Portuguese, sorry. But the phrase of, I think the movement is a cure is quando você se movimenta, você alinha as ideias e pega ansiedade e joga para o futuro. I'm going to try to explain this phrase. It's like, you take the ideas and pull in the present, in the place. When you train, when you get movement, you take the anxiety and put for the future. Because the anxiety is a problem of the future. It's not a present one. So I want to make sure I heard you correctly. You're talking about the uncertainty. Is that what you were saying? Uncertainty? Yes. Okay. So say it, say it again in Portuguese and then say it again in English. <laughs> I don't want to okay. say it wrong. <laughs> okay. So in Portuguese is quando você se move, when you get movement, você pega, you take as ideias importantes no lugar, the important ideas in the place, the place is the present, is now, e, e a ansiedade fica no futuro, and the anxiety go to the future. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. Um, if we were going to edit this thing, we would do that like four times and then the last one would stay in, but I don't know that. I think it's really good for people to hear the live thought process. And I'm glad that we got to that. Um, I'm going to turn left with no turn signal. I know that you have a terrific, precocious, energetic four-year-old daughter. Congratulations. And I yeah. asked you earlier if there was anything about watching her learn to move, if there was anything about watching her learn that changed the way you look at movement in general or how maybe you look at teaching movement or 
just generally, what lessons have you gotten from watching her? Yeah, we, we talk about this. I think it's uh, the observation is a tool of the human. Uh, the adults are more common observations. But what I really think about my daughter is how she learns the movements so naturally. And my own responsibility is take shit and put it in the right place. So we're going to talk about environment. So when she has an environment good to develop movements, she's going to develop. And we're gonna, you, and we talk about language too. So the adults talk too much. We use much the language. The talking has a, a communication too. But I guess the kids, exactly, they use more movement how to communication. Mm. So when a kids go to the park, or when my daughter goes to the park and see another kids, they not talk too much. They just say like, let's, let's game, let's do a game and say the name of the game. And okay, the name of the game is a, is a code for you imagining how the game is and make it like floor is lava, it's example. So automatically the kid's gonna be, okay, floor is lava. I know how to play it, I already play it. The adult say is the name of the play and I take the rules and let's go. Because if they know, if some kids has no idea how to play this, my daughter is gonna talk in a few words and more demonstrations and more modeling. She's gonna mm. model more of talking. And when you take these kids and put in the right environments, you develop full movement for she. So in observation of this, uh, I'm responsible for parkour in the life of my kids and my, and my daughter. So I talk about a lot of talks about parkour for she. She speak parkour before mother when she has to eat. So <laughs> did your, what did your wife think of her saying the word parkour before mama? I'm guessing it would be. <laughs> she's already okay with that. We have oh, okay. some discussions, but <laughs> I, I, I make good. I teach my daughter how to speak mother after. So after, oh. sorry. So, but second, third. <laughs> yeah, yeah, by second. But, but I be really good because Paco for incredible, it's more uh, phonetic, more, more easy to speak of mother in Portuguese because mm. mother in Portuguese is mãe. Oh, okay. And parku is parku. Two easy sounds. So, yeah. Yeah, it's more easy to speak. And uh, it's like dad in, in Portuguese is papai. Mm, also easier to just. Yeah, also easy that to speak. So the problem is not my daughter, is in Portuguese. <laughs> because she <laughs> learns that hard. word. <laughs> she was first learned parku. She speaks parku in all languages of the world because. Mm. Parkour is a sport, mm. so it's not like uh, that's this is incredible of parkour. We have one word for sport, so there's no translation for another language. It's parkour, it's parkour, it's not like football or soccer. For you guys, it's mm. soccer, for us, it's football because you guys have another football <laughs> traditionally. <laughs> but when we speak football, you guys understand another thing because it's soccer. Mm. So if you speak <laughs> soccer in Europe, you'll be different because in some yeah. places speak soccer, in other places speak football. And that's confusing 
But in Park, we have this simplification for that. This is amazing. But the most incredible to see my daughter develop uh, movements, the basics, the natural, is how she can transfer this to another sport. Mm. For example, in the school, she doing swimming. She's swimming pool. She, she starts swimming. And differently of this uh, methodology sports learning, in swimming class has a lot of talking, commands, mm. tasks. It's a lot, a lot. How you make to make how you make to move the arms, how you make to move the legs, how you make to do the briefing, or what a lot of tasks is in language, in Portuguese, in speaking, a lot of speaking methods. If you sing parkour or another another kind of uh, environment stuff, you see less speaking and more modeling. So the teachers modeling the movement for kids learn. So you open more the way how they can learn. Like step out, everyone knew that you know how to do a step out actually. Right. So a step out have uh, the right leg is like it's like a task to accomplish to make the step out. But if the kids you say just uh, just passing the obstacle, how you want to pass, the kids gonna find 100 ways different how to pass the obstacle. And this is the rich stuff. You just yeah. do simple commands like passing the obstacle. And maybe she's gonna make a monkey. She make a ton of vault. Okay, but the terms, the, the words are just for easy communication by adults. Mm. But because the kids, they are always like, let's play. Yeah, they're let's creative play passing obstacles. by nature. Let's play climbing the bars, the scarf bars. Let's climb the box. It has no name in the technique. You're just going to take these names in the teenager or when you're training more, making videos, etc., etc. But I guess it's really happy to you see you, your daughter, your kids develop a lot of technical stuff because in truly they have no idea what they're doing yet. They mm. just, because it's good, because it's cool, because it's nice. And you're going to give him this chance to they develop the ideas, the philosophy, why I do it, uh, when I can happen, when I can use this, because it's a tool it's a, you can use in the school, you can use in some situation or something like this. But I guess is the most thing just to make in conclusion of all the arguments is like pull the kids in good environments. You need to change the environments. Your house, your apartment, maybe cannot be the best environment for developed movement. You can be for developing speaking, language, maps, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, drawing, etc. Because you have papers, you have colors, etc. But the best environment to develop the kids is in streets, the parks, and places of a lot of information. For they manage the risks, see the challenge, be creative. But try not to giving a, a specific task to do it. It's like giving the task, but not the conditions of the challenge. Like I'm gonna do a challenge for you, Greg. You need to speak like you need to song the Eminem song, the same <laughs> speed of Eminem, <laughs> and with these words here. So it's just it's a lot of conditioning. 
If I just say Craig, you have 10 seconds to speak 100 words. You open the mind. You can use any word you want to use just to try to complete the challenge. When you do a classes for the kids, we say the same way. It's like, come on, you just need to do this line. You need to do this circles, this, this road here, and go. Make your bio time. She's going to develop alone. It's going to hit the knee. It's going to hit a little bit the feet. Okay. Right. In the kids, we are more flexible in this. But in adults, you need to be too. Because in the beginning, you're going to hurt some knee. We're going to fall in a little bit. So, okay, that's good. That's making part of the process because we are not talking. We are moving. Mm -hmm. So the communication is about movement. So that's, I think this is incredible to see the kids and try to project this for adults and see these two different comparisons of, of mindset of kids. Because they're just exploration in the world. They are a right book. They have no traumas, dramas, or fears, etc. <laughs> right. The adults, it's really hard. It's like to take a book already write it and try to rewrite it right. a little bit to with new words, with new concepts. And this is really hard to do it. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I'm watching our time <laughs> take away as much as I hate to say it every time. Um, I'm just going to say, and of course the final question, three words to describe your practice. Three words to describe my projects. Let's go. So the first one, I guess is accessibility because my projects need to be not to be impressive in the in the moments of getaway because when you see a big video of parkour the guys doing building jumps etc this is this so far you take the person as watching the, watching the video and getting far of the reality of what it is exactly so when i make my videos i always trying to make like okay my projects needs to be accessible for everyone so the idea is not impressive by the angle of the camera, by the distance, or by the flip. It's impressive by the consistency, by the naturally, by adaptation. So the idea is like the video needs to be incredible for the people of watching, but at the same way, come close. Take the person, take the, this audience, this public, and come close to me. It's like, okay, it's not impossible what he's doing. Looks like it's really possible to do it. But I see the difficult there in the technicals, in the feet, in the foots, how he moves. But it's not impossible. So this is good. This is how I see my projects. Needs to be accessible. The second one needs to be healthy, needs to be cured, not injured. Too much. Oh, of course, when we are training, we get a small injuries in the body, but they are controlled to get you more strong. But need to be healing. The people need to see my videos on my projects, seeming in the square, jumping around to do some stuff, some challenge, and see she's get excited. It's exercise. It's not a sport just to record and post on Instagram. It's exercise to do it. 
So he's training. He's a training. He's training. When I go to the security guard sometimes to ask me if I can use this square, I say, oh, I want to train in these walls. I can train it. I don't speak in park or jump around. <coughs> Sorry. I just say, I want to train it. And that's it. It's like running the stadium. I'm training. This is the, the talking about. <coughs> and the third ones, I guess, needs to be challenge. Needs to be challenge. Because I need to I need to keep in doing it. Because in the first of all, I looking more for the people outside. The second one is by my healthly, because I need to take care of my family. And the third one is more about my motivation, my self-motivation to keep in doing, to keep involved, to keep in thinking in the new ways to movements. Oh, not just the movement, but how to create new structures to do it. Because I have a gym of parkour. Recently, we opened a gym. So every week, we need to think how we can involve more the students in the challenge, in the box size, where the positions of the bars of you with switching sometimes. So... Mm -hmm need to be challenged not always challenged sometimes you can challenge i think he always challenge is so brutal i think i have some days we need to just do some small training it's okay i have less time to train it today i just go do some stuff it's like the 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 checking do the checking okay so let's go but having times you need to do a big checking like okay today i see something different in my practice. Like my precisions go more far. Uh, my balance is good. I do a cat balancing, isn't fall anytime. So this kind of feedbacks, you need to do it. And you need to write to see after or record like podcast to you're taking after. So I think there's three ways my training needs to be assessing, healthy and challenge. That's my answer for you. <laughs> Terrific. Um, it was a pleasure to get a chance, first of all, to talk to you again, but also a distinct pleasure to get a chance to actually capture you, record you, hold you in one place for 30 minutes and 23 seconds, uh, and actually get some <laughs> thoughts out of your head. Uh, so I'm super happy that you took the time and thank you so much. Thank you, Craig. Thank you for, for inviting after some, some time. I said that. I think we're speaking about like the last rendezvous. In the rendezvous I go in, it was the 20 in 2018. It's the same year of my daughter's birth mm -hmm. and I get married the same year. So I get, I get married. In the next Is week he? I go to the rendezvous just to see the timeline. I, I, my, my wife gets pregnant in the January to February. In June you get married, obviously marriage. One week after, I go to rendezvous. <laughs> In October of the same year, my daughter's birth. That's a busy and, year. But yes, uh, I would say that's an embarrassment <laughs> of riches. What a delightful set of problems to have, right? All right, right. Thanks, Diwali. I'll catch you later. Bye. Thank you, Craig. Bye-bye.